Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Okay, hi everyone, it's Anne Duffy, and this is the Just Do It podcast coming to you from the Hinman Dental Conference 2022. Um, I am here today with two beautiful friends of mine, known them both for a long time, especially Mary Fisher Day, who is with us today. Hey, Mary, how are you? Hey, Anne, I'm great. I'm so Thanks happy. for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. And we have Miss Delane Glogie. Glaggy. Glaggy. Oh, my gosh. That's Annie. a hard one, Anne. I know it. it I know hard. it. Plus, I was saying I'm a little brain dead because we're partying here at the Hinman, everybody. But, it, Delane, <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, Anne, thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me join you as well, Mary. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's what dudes do. We say, That's hey. Right. <laughs> Anybody available? And do you have a story to share? So, one of the things I love about you, too, is that you, you're... Your businesses kind of complement each other. They do complement each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been amazed at Mary's love for the dental owner, either you're, if you're buying a practice or if you're selling a practice. And now she's on this new mission, which is so powerful, and it really resonates with me because I literally just retired after 46 years of dental hygiene. And I've six state boards on my belt. I've worked for a lot of docs. I've seen a lot of sad exits and sad entries. And Mary, you must have seen this and you've decided to do something about it. So tell us about what you're up to these days with your business. Well, my goal is to help dentists who are purchasing to be happy about what they've purchased as their buyer's representation, buyer's representative. And then dentists who are ready to sell or think they may be in a few years, help them prepare so they can protect the value of their practice, protect the their family, protect their team, and protect their legacy, which if they don't prepare ahead, they, they're going to have very little control over what happens in their transition. It's, docs go into their transition thinking they're going to have a lot more control than they do unless they're very prepared. Have an emergency exit strategy. That emergency exit strategy will prepare you for selling and not an emergency, just when you're said, I'm done, you know. So, but that's that's my mission as far as selling docs. But purchasers, I've seen too many young docs purchase a practice and get in there and realize they didn't know what they had purchased. They the the seller didn't know what numbers they didn't know because so many sellers aren't in their numbers, aren't aren't aware of what's going on in their practice and so you've seen that a couple of times I think a couple yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's such needless anxiety right if you have the right person helping you and is it ever too early to start forming that exit strategy Mary no many will say you need to start on the day you enter and I actually the day you take ownership and I actually know someone who did that she's prepared she's been a practice owner for a year and a half now and she is prepared she's got her emergency directive her emergency exit strategy she's got every all of her ducks in a row in case something happens she's an active woman and you never know what when something's going to happen yeah, and I mean, it just also sleeping at night. I mean, you sleep well at night when you've got an exit strategy and you don't have to worry about things. I think that's what I saw was just uh, selling quickly, buying quickly, uh, some kind of a need for that, and then just 
you know, all hell breaks loose when all when the papers are signed and you actually dig into what you just gave up or what you just acquired. And that, that, that's something you can help them with. It's heartbreaking to me, and that's my goal. I don't ever want to see another dentist purchase a practice that they regret purchasing. And I don't, I don't want to see another dentist leave a practice that they've spent their entire career building and, and be heartbroken because it didn't end the way they thought it was going to end or were told it would end. Yeah, and a career, a lifelong career after dental school and after all those years of practicing and, and you know, uh, being a community member, building building your, your team, your patient base. I mean, it's worth so much, not just even financially, but from the heart and the soul that you put into your practice you know you want them to walk away thinking that was a great career so that they can affect and actually uh, model for the young dentists coming into the profession and that's what the young dentists need and that's sorely lacking these days and i i've i've got my own thoughts on that as far as the generational gap and how things are changing so fast right now older dentists aren't you know, aren't up with things as much um, technology-wise. Yeah, well, it's so fast. It's fast and furious. It, it's so fast. And Delane, uh, Delane's got a lot to add to that as far as protecting your backside as a practice owner for both a new practice owner and someone who's preparing to sell. These are, what she's about to tell you is going to blow your mind. If you don't, if you've never heard this, Saddle up. Saddle up, baby. Saddle up. <laughs> Thank well, Delane, that's a beautiful segue into introducing our amazing coding specialist uh, guru, created so many programs for this and is on top of everything. And you're speaking everywhere. I've noticed she's like getting speaking gigs at this Hinman like, like nonstop here because of your knowledge and your experience. So tell us, Delane, how did you get here and how'd you get the experience and what are you up to? Thank you so much, Anne and Mary. So my passion is educating dentists and dental teams for proper coding and insurance and compliance. Um, it's often an area of compliance that's forgotten or, you know, not realized that this is compliance and we need to follow these rules. Unfortunately, I see a lot of young dentists um, jump into being a practice owner and they don't have any idea what's going on up at the front desk. Um, you have business team members that only know what they know. There's no official training that they're required to have as if, um, like the medical industry, um, a, someone filing a claim or coding in the medical industry is a certified professional coder, which I am as well for medical. Um, in dentistry, we've never had that. Oh my so gosh. We I've lack, never thought about that, but you're right. We lack that education in that area of dentistry. So for Mary, when she goes in to look at the numbers when they're selling a practice, we see credit balances. Doctors don't even realize that there's credit balances on these accounts. And I've seen as much as $120,000 in one practice. And I was coaching with the practice and the majority of those credit balances belong to the practice because it resulted from not knowing inappropriate um, and wrong PPO adjustments. Wow. And you know, that's money that belongs to the practice. And then when you go to sell the practice, we have insurance um, PPO fees on the ledger, so you can't, Mary can't get in there to get an accurate number. So these are things that need to be done correctly. And what I have found in my 36-year career is that we only know what we know. 
and you go to a seminar or educational um, lecture or some coaching, and it's that aha moment. Um, when I spoke at Yankee recently, um, what brings me joy is I was able to help a dentist and his son and office manager was in my course and he had just received an audit letter and there were four things and they were big things that he didn't have any idea that he was doing wrong and he's in 70s and been practicing all these years and you know it was a, a huge deal and that's what my joy that's where my joy comes from is knowing that I was able to help walk him through that and educate his team so that moving forward they did it correctly my goodness and I mean first of all he was lucky in some regard but he could have had a a terrible even a a more profound impact on him um, at, at, at the age of 70 to get audited then. In other words, if you get audited in your early career, you don't have all this built up. So he was he was lucky that he had you too to be able to go in and help him. I mean, like you like came in and saved the day. I was able to guide him to the correct people to help him along this journey of this audit. And it was simple things that we just don't, we didn't know in dentistry. When I started 36 years ago, following a claim was very simple. We put down the procedure. We only had a few codes to choose from and we filed the claim and they paid it. And they generally paid 80 or 50% or 100% of our fee. And that was way before PPOs. So you, things have changed a great deal and coding is compliance. And what I find um, most alarming is the lack of documentation. There's no specificity in documentation. We have to document for specificity. Um, dentists have to prove that what the procedures performed were medically necessary. And yes, I say the word prove. That's the world we're living in today. And, you know, Mary sees it on her end with those numbers. It's Yeah, and I, I, I try to tell young docs and sellers that there is a difference with entering the PPO fee as the treatment fee versus entering your usual customary charge, okay? Uh, all practices should enter the UCR, usual fee and adjust off after payment, not enter your PPO fee, because you're not getting real numbers if you're doing that. And, and doesn't everybody know that? No. <laughs> I mean, that just There's seems like There's actually that's... coaches out there that I know that coach their offices to enter the PPOT, PPO fees. But on the back end, and it may not hurt the doctor right now, I'll tell you two things it hurts them with. One, they'll never get a raise because if you don't enter your UCR, they're never going to offer you more money. You have to enter the UCR to get more money on the claim. Also, and when you bill the patient, yeah, the whole thing. Also, if you don't enter the UCR, you are holding the dentist in the five zip codes or so around you back as to what insurance will pay them because they go they look at the area and they say well you're you're out of range based on other prices so you're that doc who's helping the other docs around you never get a raise either wow i didn't realize it went that far it was that far reaching oh yes and it's i understand the teaching of entering your ppo fee on the ledger it's easier it's easier and you don't have to worry about incorrect adjustments. But the problem is they still happen because 
the team is not trained to understand the difference. That, does, that PPO fee only determines the patient total financial responsibility. It does not change the fee the dentist charged for the service provided. So then you, you may have more than one plan involved. And then you get these incorrect adjustments that are made because you entered that PPO fee on the ledger. Okay. And if there's a secondary insurance involved, That's not entering the PP, mm-hmm. entering the UCR just cuts off your nose spite your face, too. There's so many reasons to do it and do it right. But I wanted to mention real quick, if I could, how that affects a buyer. So they're being told that the collections are 98%. They're 98% of what? 98% of the PPO fees, they're assuming it's 98% of the UCR. Right. It's I not. See. That's when I have to get in, when I get involved as a buyer's rep, I ask for all the PPO. I want a breakdown of who, what PPOs they have, what they're participating in, and if they have a fee schedule, I get that too. If not, I can at least figure out if they're involved in 10 PPOs and they say their collections is 98% of their UCR, there's no way. So I know, so we go in and we figure out what their true collections are. I just did this last week for a, a buyer, as a buyer's rep for a doctor. The practice is 40% collections. Wow. It's an older doc who's never really upped their fee schedule. They're collecting and, and um, they, they just, they're doing so many things wrong. So they're, and their team's just been there a long time, and they're and they everybody's don't know what complacent. They don't know. And they only know what somebody before them told yes. them or what has worked for them. But that doesn't always mean it was the correct way, and it affects so much. Well, and I worry about my buyer in that situation because he's coming into a team who's become complacent. They don't know what they don't know. They're not going to want to, what do you mean? We've been doing it this way for years. And him as the new owner coming in there after they've been with the stock for so long. So I'm helping him along the way. I'm going to help him with verbiage and things to try to save that part of the goodwill too. Yeah, because, you know, when you're, when you're buying a practice, you're buying the culture you're buying yes. that uh, the patients love the practice that so they wouldn't be coming and so you just can't come in and wipe out the whole team and that, no. that it's, it's really not worth you might as well start from scratch exactly i mean you're you're getting a patient base and some and some equipment otherwise but that team goes far to goodwill i've always said that yeah the team is so don't change anything don't don't lower their <laughs> lower their benefits and everything you need to calculate if you're purchasing a practice keeping that team's benefits for the minimum of six months and y'all can work through it and see i mean you may be doing so well they may deserve more you yeah. know and maybe they've been yearning for some training and yearning from some some new information you know because I mean you know a complacent team is usually following the complacent leader absolutely and we were talking about that on the actually Delane and I (laughs) drove down here and we were talking about that about how how a part of being a dental practice owner you have to invest in your team it's an investment it's not a something you're giving them it's an investment in your practice for your team to know what they're doing we both teach that you know it's not an expense to send them for education it is an investment in the future of your practice and they must invest in their team absolutely especially on this side of the equation of a dental practice you know so often you're going and you're doing the clinical uh, uh, practice or the clinical education 
But this is so important to run the business. And again, they don't have any business in dental school. They don't have the time. They only do the clinical. So when they come out of dental school, they're still really focused on their clinical skills, getting those up. But this ground level needs to be in place for them to grow and prosper for their future and the future of all dental practices because, you know, they start falling like dominoes because the compliance issues are not going away. No. Compliance is just <laughs> going to be uh, more important as as the world grows into what we know is happening even right now. Right? There's so many moving parts to owning a dental practice and so much compliance. And, and a lot of it could be solved by investing in the education of your team members. Absolutely. And don't forget that that admin team has your practice in the palm of their hands. And we talk <laughs> that your person answering the phone can make or break your practice and they just they need and yearn for that training and yes. that education to be better to know what's right and what's wrong and and do the best that they can so the doctors need to invest in them and give them the tools and education for their toolbox I and what I've heard from that is doc, doc say well I don't want to do that and then have them leave me and take the knowledge somewhere else well if that's your mindset they probably will if you think they're going to leave you there's a reason yes. you're worried about that. And, and that's just scarcity mentality. And build that, doesn't, that's, build yeah. that bond with your team. There's ways to do it that, you know, there are people who teach you how to do that. But we're saying educate them, invest in them. On this side of the practice is so very important. And you know what I love is that if I, if I wouldn't have known Delane as well as I do right now if it weren't for Do, because, you know, the Do's oh, were oh, bringing yeah. all I'm these so different grateful. career paths together. And it makes me appreciate what you both are teaching. You know, I've been in, in the clinical hygiene all my life, and I've never actually worked for, I've been, I've been in private practice, but very few of the docs I've worked for have ever poured any edu- education into me. I always had to seek it out. And so what you're saying, if you're listening, you know, make sure that you reach out to Delane and to Mary to help you get your game plan together and, um, and to make your team stronger, therefore the patient experience better. The legacy will be there when you're ready to leave and, and then you'll feel good about giving your practice, your baby to someone else because you know most of us in dentistry, we would do it if we weren't getting paid. Yeah. But if you're not getting paid, you're not in business and, the, and dentistry is a business, um, but it's a business that, that leads with the heart and with the, with the caring of people. Just like you, just like you. Well, we love being a do. I love being a do. And happy fifth anniversary to us. Yes. To you. Thank you for starting this and bringing all these beautiful women who are selfless and caring and only want to lift each other up together. It's amazing. If you're a woman in dentistry, please come join us. It's it's just an amazing group of women who support and inspire one another. And and you are just absolutely wonderful. You're the epitome. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't do it without you. I mean, we always say that. I mean, you, you have an idea. It's about women. And all women have a little entrepreneurial spirit in them. But when you're an entrepreneur, you get an idea. And then you, it gets sparked, and then we run with it with each other, and we call out each other and to help each other to um, 
raise ourselves and the profession and um, and women in general. So I couldn't do it without you. You guys have been there from the beginning, always been dear friends, bringing your dear friends in. Good people find yeah. good people. Good dues find good dues. And um, I just have to, I almost say that on every podcast because it's true. When I look at your faces and I feel the, the warmth of what you're trying to do uh, for the profession, it's, it's greater than any one of us, isn't it? It really is. And with us, I think you see sincerity. We're not... I'm not a salesperson. I'm not either. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, and, and that's probably holds me back some because I'm worse at selling myself. <laughs> but I know what my passion is and I love helping people. So. And that's why we're in dentistry is because we have a passion for helping people. And like I said, that's my, uh, that's my joy is seeing that aha moment and helping people find success. Well, thanks both of you. You make me so proud to be in dentistry and so proud to be a do. I love you both. And if you're, if you're listening, the most important thing for you to do today is to keep doing you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Delane. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, girls. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W.life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.